0: Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and I've got a bunch that I want to talk about in this episode. We're going to read a lot of rules, Uh, we're going to talk about the points change, and we're going to talk about what I'm doing to prep for San Francisco. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and move into our first segment. And for this week, we're going to give some love to the Republic, and uh, this is is an archetype that I've tried to make work before. and I think this is probably the closest that it's ever been to working. So anyway, I call it defense. We're going to start off with Hawk with dedicated novice technicians, 7th Fleet Gunner, and Synchronized Console. Padme with Juke, R3, Astromech, and Proton Torpedoes. Luminara with Patience, R7A7, and Calibrated Laser Targeting. Slider with Dedicated, Marksmanship, Fire Control System, and Ion Torpedo. And Click with Dedicated, R3 Astromech, The Best Title, and Seismic Charges. Now, um, the idea is to how you would fly this list. Um, Obviously, Padme and Luminara are going to be kind of stuck together, so to speak. Um, Click is going to target Padme, Luminara... Uh, first round, Slider is kind of, um, he's not really a flanker. He's not built for that. He wants to be close to everyone else, but he wants to be kind of also far enough aside that he can assist. Um, Hawk is there to pump up either um, Luminara, Slider, or Click, depending on what munitions they're using or uh, what attacks they are, what range they are. Um <clears throat> Hawk most likely isn't going to be um, performing any attacks. Um, he's mainly there to pump up everyone else in support. So what you get here is you get the real defense out of the list. You have Luminara, who's going to be uh, reducing hits down to focus. Padme, that's going to block multiple focuses from being spent. Um, you've got dedicated on three ships to kind of for those defensive rerolls. So overall, this is just to um, yeah. It's it, it's a really defensive list. It doesn't have a huge offensive output, um, but I think if you can last long enough, the uh, the offense will catch up. Is is kind of what I'm getting at. So anyway. Um, That's the list. Let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. AMG Rules Forum All right, we got a lot of rules to read over in this particular episode. I'll try to get through them as quick as we can, but um, if you don't want to hear the rules, feel free to skip on to the next segment. Without further ado, let's go ahead and go into Prohibited Actions in Salvage, OP. What happens when a ship performs or attempts to perform a barrel roll boost cloak? If it is towing a crake, does the action fail or can they choose a different action? If they are able to choose a different action and the reposition was caught later, do you roll back before the reposition or are you able to perform a different action? Focus, calculate, etc. Answer. A ship towing a supply cache cannot perform the listed action. The action does not fail. It cannot occur. The player should resolve accidental misplays however they see fit. In a terminate situation, a judge should be called to make a ruling. Next question. Bokatan Cray's crew ability and rerolling attack dice at range 0. OP. Step 2 of attack reads When performing a primary attack at range 0, the attacker's dice cannot be modified except by the defender. Bokatan Crew's ability reads While you perform an attack, if you are range 0 to 1 of the defender, you may reroll 1 attack dice. The Bokatan crew ability contradicts the rules in the attack entry of the rules reference. The contradiction appears to be causing mass confusion even at the highest level of tournament play, such as at a Depticon. Some marshals have ruled that Bokatan Craze's ability is valid for primary attacks at range zero, and other marshals have ruled that the ability is only valid if the attacker is using a weapon that allows the attack to modify range zero attack. The Golden Rules in- entry of rules reference states the relevant portion. If the ability of a card conflicts with the rules in the guide, the card's ability takes precedence. Thus, the rules as written unequivocally indicates that Bokatan Cray's crew allows the ship she is on to reroll one attack dice during range zero attacks, whether the attack is a primary or with other weapons. Please confirm whether or not Bokatan Cray's crew allows the ship to reroll one attack die during the range zero attacks so the community may apply a consistent rule. <coughs> Answer. bo Craze crew does allow a ship to re-roll one attack dice during attacks made at attack range 0, since the ability of the, of the tech specifically calls out attacks at range 0. Next one. Vader X-1 pilot ability versus scenario actions. OP. What is the current ruling on Vader X-1 free actions versus scenario actions? Scenario rules state a ship can perform a scenario action only during its perform action step therefore a ship cannot perform a scenario action if it is granted an action at any other time vader x1 pilot ability after you perform an action you may spend one force to perform an action question in general terms these are free acts ax- are these free actions still happening in his perform action step or do they happen in to another time and then would be excluded by the scenario rules assuming we are not coordinated not in a coordinated variation, Vader scenario, that is, assuming that Vader X1 has revealed his dial, executed a maneuver, and did his perform action step, can Vader then spend a force to perform a toe or scramble? Example, revealed dial, execute maneuver, barrel roll as his perform action step, then use a barrel roll to get in range one of a token and spend a force to perform a toe scramble. Would this be a legal play? Answer, Darth Vader, tie X1 could perform the scenario action with his initial action choice during the perform action step, but cannot use the action granted by his pilot ability to perform a scenario action. ISB Jingoist ability, OP. ISB Jingoist reads, and quote, before you engage, you may choose one enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1. If you do, that ship gains one deplete or strange token of your choice unless it chooses to remove one green token, end quote. When, this, when using this ability, must the ISB Jinguist player decide whether they are choosing a Strain or Deplete token before the opposing player chooses to remove one green token, or does the opposing player choose whether to remove one green token or not, and then if they don't, the ISB Jinguist player can declare whether the token is a Strain or Deplete token? Answer. When ISB Jinguis in the TIE LN fighter uses its ability, its controlling player must declare what type of token the chosen enemy ship will gain before the opposing player makes the decision to remove one green token. Next question Vultures moving through an obstacle to land on them. OP. If I land on an obstacle with the vo- vulture or hyena, but the template lands on an obstacle so that it counts as moving through, what should happen? The grappling st- current form still just ignore the overlapping but not moving through part. Is it the intended effect? So I have to land perfectly. If I don't, I could potentially lose two out of the three hole. Answer. Once the ship is used the grappling struts or landing struts and the card has flipped, it ignores obstacles at range zero. As a result, the ship would suffer no effect from moving through or overlapping that obstacle. Next question, expert handling and linked actions. Can a linked action, for example, white focus followed by a red barrel roll action, become white fo- focus followed by a white barrel roll action if the ship is equipped with expert handling? Answer, no. Expert handling adds a white barrel roll action to the ship's action bar. It does not change the difficulty of any printed actions. Next question, Ricolet ability with ships that have revealed an ion maneuver. Ricolet's ability reads, while you defend or perform an attack, if you spend... If the speed of your revealed maneuver is higher than the enemy ship's, roll one additional die. If your opponent's ship has become ionized, can you use your opponent's flip dial for the purposes of activating Rick's ability, or is Rick's unable to gain the additional die when attacking ionized ships? Answer: Rick O'Leary can use his ability against a ship that was ionized when it is executing its when it executed its maneuver. Only abilities that resolve when after the ionized ship reveals its maneuvers cannot be triggered blaze obstacle move through and overlap rule op on page seven of the rules reference is the entry for the blaze in this section the following text quote when a ship moves if it moves through overlaps a blaze obstacle it suffers the following effects end quote on page 15 under obstacles is the text quote if a ship moves through or overlaps an obstacle, it suffers an effect based on the type of obstacle after resolving its move. End quote. The two texts above are in conflict with each other. Should the effects of the blaze obstacle be suffered only while a ship is moving or whenever a ship moves through or overlaps the obstacle? The latter case allows allowing suffering the effects when the ship is not moving but simply happens to be in a place where the blaze obstacle is is placed upon the blazer bomb detonating. Depending on the resolution of the above conflict, another rule on page 16 under the continuation of obstacles may need to be considered for intended outcome. End quote. Before a ship moves, if it is overlapping an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of moving through that obstacle. End quote. One, if a blaze entry behavior is used, the ship would not suffer the effects on overlap when the blaze is placed, and also not suffer them when the ship moves next, given it does not overlap it again, never suffering the effects. Two, if the obstacle entry behavior is used, the ship would suffer the effects on overlap when the blaze is placed, but not when the ship moves, given that it does not overlap it again, suffering the effects once. Answer. The effects of the Blaze Obstacle are suffered when the ship moves through or overlaps the obstacle after resolving its move, in the same way as other obstacles. This will, may be, will be made clear in a future Rules Reference Guide update. Next one, Gar Saxon Gunner and Lando's Millennium Falcon. OP, after adding an attack dice to Lando's Millennium Falcon, can you remove the target ship's only stress token to add an attack die with Gar Saxon? Answer. No. If Gar Saxon is used to remove the Defender's Only Stress Token, the restriction for Lando's Millennium Falcon is no longer met and the additional die it grants is lost. Next question. Weapon Hardpoint plus Extra Slot and Double Slot Upgrades. OP. Hi, rules team. It is previously answered in the Rules Reference Guide, FAQ, that a Weapon Hardpoint ability on its own, cannot be used to equip upgrades that require two of the same slot, for example, diamond boron boron missiles or sink laser cannons. However, Nynum T-70 Resistance and Karakoon T-70 X-Wing Resistance both use a missile or cannon slot, respectively, in addition to their weapon hardpoint. Can either pilot use their weapon hardpoint in addition to their normal missile cannon slot to equip an upgrade that requires two of the same upgrade icon? Answer. No, the weapon's hardpoint allows a ship to equip a single upgrade. It does not give the ship an upgrade slot. Next question. Do jam tokens have to choose a valid choice? That's written weird. Okay, OP. As per the rules reference, when a ship becomes jammed, the player whose effect caused the ship to gain the ground The jam token chooses for the ship to either remove one of its green tokens or break one of its locks. If either effect is resolved, it removes the jam token. If a ship does not have any green tokens or is not maintaining any locks, it remains jammed. If I place a jam token on an opponent's ship while it is maintaining a target lock but has no green tokens, or vice versa, can I then choose for the opposing ship to remove a green token, or vice versa? If so, what happens? Based on the wording, it does not remove the jam token, but it has, but it has locks or tokens, and thus cannot remain jammed. Answer: If a ship gains a jam token, it must choose a valid option to break or remove, i.e., the lock token or a green token, if one is available. A ship maintaining a lock that does not have any green tokens could not remove a green token, so there is no green token to remove. It would have to break one of its locks, and vice versa. Next question, buzz droids at range zero. OP, if buzz droids are attached to a ship at the front guides, can that ship attack the buzz droids at range zero? It doesn't seem like the ship should be able to shoot something that's crawling on its own hull. Answer, yes, a ship can attack the buzz droid remote at attack range zero. Double upgrade shots and weapon hardpoints. OP. Can Caracoon T 70 use her native cannon slot and her weapons hardpoint to equip double cannon upgrades such as synchro cannons and proton cannons? ANSWER. No. The weapons hardpoint allows a ship to equip a single upgrade. It does not give the ship an upgrade slot. Next one. Another quick question. OP. Assuming Click has an enemy ship locked, he's attacking at range 3, can I spend the charge to prevent the range 3 defense dice bonus from being applied and then spend the lock to modify my attack? Click reads, and quote, While a ship you have locked at range 1 to 3 defends to perform an attack, you may spend one charge to prevent range bonuses from being applied, end quote. Answer, no. If Click spends his lock to modify the attack dice, the ship will no longer be locked when the defender determines... The number of dice in its pool, therefore the requirement of the ability is no longer met. Click using his own ability. OP, I am slightly confused about Click and his ability. While a ship you have locked at range 1 to 3 defends and performs an attack, if Click declares his target and spends his lock upon rolling attack dice, can he no longer utilize his ability on that ship if it is range 3? It's more of a question of timing more than anything. Answer: This is correct. If Click spins his lock to modify his attack dice, the ship is no longer locked, and the requirement to use his pilot ability is no longer met. M9G8 Astromech timing. Op, hello. I was wondering what the conditions for the M9G8 Astromech are. When does the card trigger? Is it before the attacker modifies their device, their dice? If so, can M9G8 force an attack? Die that has already been re-rolled from a lock or predator, for example, to be rolled again. Any clarification is appreciated. Thanks. Answer. M9G8 resolves during the modify attack die step. The timing within the step is determined whether the player who is resolved is determined by whether the player who is resolving M9G8's ability is the attacking player or the defending player. The defending player resolves their abilities first, followed by the attacking player. M9G8 cannot force an attack dice that has already been re-rolled from being rolled again, per the golden rules. And quote. During an attack, or while otherwise resolving the effects involving dice, each dice cannot be re-rolled more than once. All right, just a couple more. Thanks for sticking with me. Independent calculations compatibility. OP. If you can have both Cad Bane and a Magna Guard in the same squad, would you be able to equip independent calculations on the Magna Guard? Answer: the CIS, Rogue Class Starfighters that have the Network Calculation Ship ability are able to equip independent calculations, even if Cad Bane in the Rogue Class Starfighter is included in the same squad. Since Cad Bane does not have the Network Calculation Ship ability, he is not eligible to equip the upgrade, but this does not stop the ships that do meet that requirement for taking advantage of this option. This will be clear in a future rules reference update. CIS, road Class, and Independent Calculations. OP, if the CIS squad has both, we just answered this question. Um, okay, next one. Strikers and Reapers during salvage mission. OP, are Strikers and Reapers able to use their ship ability of they have a salvage token? I think that's supposed to be if they have a salvage token. The scenario rules only state that they cannot perform boost actions. The ship ability is a boost, but it is not an action. Answer, these ships can use their ship abilities when towing a supply crate. The boost is not an action and is therefore unaffected by the restriction. Migs Mayfield gunner and a tie heavy. OP, can a tie heavy, example, latent tree, shoot twice, cannon in primary, if equipped with any cannon, and Migs Mayfield? Answer, yes, it can, provided all other requirements are still met. And the last one that we'll read for today. Wow. Been going through this a while. While performing a primary attack at range zero, attack dice cannot be added. Page five of the rules reference under 2A rolling dice says that the title says it says the title emphasis on the word added. Does this apply to effects that add one focus or blank result, or roll roll one additional attack die, or both? Answer: This applies to both. Adding dice to the attack roll and adding results, provided it is the attacker that is adding those results. The statement of the device that dice cannot be added means that additional dice cannot be rolled. Adding a result is a modification of dice, and attacks at range zero cannot be modified, except by the defender. And at this point, you've already listened to at least uh, a couple other podcasts break down all of the... Uh, points reference. I was expecting to be bigger, which is why last week I called last week's episode a uh, bonus episode. is because I was expecting to do a full episode on the uh, points change, but it was kind of underwhelming for a lot of people. But let me go ahead and go through and just, in case you haven't listened to them, and I'll be as quick as I possibly can, um, read the changes to the points and any other changes that might have come in the latest change that happened uh, last Wednesday. So, with that said, we'll start with Darth Vader Battle of Yavin. He comes in at six points. He has the keywords Dark Side, Sith, and TIE. Uh, Sith, I think, is a new keyword, uh, but I might be mistaken. All right, next, Aiden Versio in the uh, Battle of Yavin Interceptor is six points, keyword TIE. Sigma four, five, six, and seven are all four points, keyword TIE. Backstabber, Dark Curse, Mauler Mitchell, and Wampa. So Backstabber and Dark Curse are both four points. Mauler Mitchell is three points, and Wampa from Battle of Yavin is three points. All keyword tie. Now here's some of the changes that um, we we've seen, and I I think they were uh, needed. So Black Eleven Wampa is now three points with five loadout. Uh, ISB Jinguis um, are now 3 points with 5 loadout. Valen Rudor is now 3 points with 5 loadout. And um, the Academy Pilots and Black Squadron Aces are both 2 points with 0 loadout. So that does it for Empire. For the Rebellion, the Y-Wings. So Pops, Hull, Dutch, and Drex from Battle of Yavin Pak are all 4 points. Keyword Y-Wing. Han Solo in the Battle of Yavin, uh, YT-1300 is 7 points. In the X-Wings, we've got Biggs is 5 points, Garvin is 4, Jack is 4, Luke Skywalker is 6, and Wedge Antilles is 5. Now, these are all uh, the Battle of Yavin um, Ships. And that does it for the Rebellion changes, Scum and Villainy, no changes. First Order, the only change is Commander Malers, who lost a single loadout value. So she's still three points, but only has four loadout points now. And that's it for the First Order. Moving on to the Resistance. All of the Resistance-wise, with the exception of Zori Bliss, are four points. And they lost a lot of loadout value. So, uh, Akbar, Thernali, um, Capellum, Fossing, um, Naza, Teslo, um, all lost loadout value. Zori lost loadout value. Um, there's another change that kind of um, fits into that that we're going to get into a later document. Um, but those all changed. All right, that does it for resistance. Moving on to Republic, Jag and Wolf are in the Siege of Coruscant. Are both four points? Four points. Oddball is five points. So uh, Arc 170 at four points. That seems pretty good. Uh, Anakin Skywalker in the 8 to 7 is five points. Obi Wan Kenobi in the 8 in the 8 of 7. Ada, is it the Ada 7? No, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Ada 2 Actus. Jeez, I'm, I'm I'm here, I promise. Uh, so, Anakin Skywalker is 5. Obi-Wan Kenobi is 4. That seems like a great, great deal. Uh, Shakti is 4. Um, the Lat, so the changes to the Lack. Uh, Hawk is now 5 points, Hound is now 6 points Hawk has 12 loadout value and Hound has 20 loadout value So quite a bit of changes there Um, Going into Contrail and Click in the Siege of Coruscant uh, Will both be 3 points And then in the Torrent, Axe and Kickback So Axe will be 4 points and Kickback will be 3 points Moving on to the Separatist's start with the Tri-Fighter. We've got the uh, the Aflac Prototype. It will be 4 points. DIS-347 will be 4 points. And DIS-T81 uh, will be 5 points um, from the Siege of Coruscant. Uh, the Bactoid Prototype from Siege of Coruscant will be 3 points. DBS-32C will be 3 points. That's a discount from the regular one. DBS-404 will be Three points, a discount from the regular one. So that um, that's actually really interesting for CIS. Uh, Count Dooku, Siege of Coruscant, is six points, which is a huge, huge benefit. You're paying one point less, um, and uh, you're getting two more initiatives. So that's that's an amazing deal. In the Vulture, we've got the chore uh, prototype is two points, DFS081. Is two points, and DFS three eleven is three points. Those are all on par with the uh, the normal uh, or the customizable points. Next, we'll go ahead and look at upgrades. See what's changed there. Nothing for Imperial. Nothing for Rebel. Nothing for Scum and Villainy. Nothing for the First Order. For Resistance, wartime loadout went down to five points. For the Republic, no changes. For the Separatists, no changes. For uh, just regular upgrade points, the R3 Astromech and R4 Astromech both went up by a point ap, so three and or four and three points, respectively. Uh, the electro Chap Missiles went up to nine points. Cluster Mines went up to seven points. Proximity Mines went up to eight points. Notorious went up to five points. And that's all the changes there. In scenarios, there were no additions. Actually, scratch that. Um, one was made to scramble the transmissions. And that is when two satellites at range three of the center light, satellite and beyond range two of each other satellite. So just a clarification there. The ban list. Um, this looks like it didn't change very much, but just as a reminder, Admiral Sloan, Auto Blasters, Commander Pyre, Hole Upgrade, R2 Astromech, R5 Astromech, Sabine Wren Crew, and Trajectory Simulator were the newest additions to the ban list. And then going into the rules reference. And you'll have to... Forgive me for just a second as I am going through. There was one small change uh, in the rules reference. And I believe it had to do with ion maneuvers. So um, the changes during the activation, the ion ship activates as follows. The ionized ship, so this is, they added a new step. The ionized ship reveals its dial as normal And then the second part is during the execute maneuver step. The NISU ship executes an ion maneuver with the same direction shown on its dial. An ion maneuver is a blue speed, one bank, or straight maneuver. So that was the only change to the rules reference that I saw. And just a a quick little clarification. There were, um, actually no, sorry, there were a, a, dates to standardized as well. And so that reads, uh, some upgrades that have the standardized restriction during squad building if a player selects a ship with a standardized card equipped, each ship of that type included in the player squad must be equipped with a copy of the standardized card if it has the ship's ability referenced by that card. Standard loadouts cannot equip additional upgrades and ignore the standardized restriction. Um and then standard loadouts added in here as well. Um, some ship cards are standard loadouts. Standard loadout cards are larger than normal cards and list all the ships equipped upgrades. Some standard loadouts have unique ship abilities, upgrade abilities, and action bars. Standard loadout ships cannot equip any additional upgrades. So then we scroll down here a little bit and look at errata. There were some errata changes. Um, Dutch from the Battle of Y-Wing. Pilot ability should read after you spend a lock during an attack. Choose a friendly ship at range 1 to 3. The chosen ship may acquire a lock on the defender. Initiative value should be 4. So this is correcting the pilot ability and adjusted initiative value. And then Iden Versio and the TIE Interceptor, Battle of Yavin. Pilot ability should read, before a friendly TIE at range 0-1 to would suffer damage, you may spend two charge tokens if you do prevent one damage. And they corrected the pilot ability. And that looks like all the blue through the rules reference. Just double check real quick. Okay, let's move on to what you really wanted to hear in the episode, which is what am I doing to prepare for San Francisco? So the first thing that I'll tell you is I'm, I'm doing better than I normally am. Um, uh, coming, before coming to big events, I usually have a hard time deciding on which lists I want to fly uh, or what particular list I want to fly. Uh, I haven't been flying any one list more than anything else. So I'm, I'm still kind of torn on what I want to fly. I think I know what I probably should fly, but then there's what I want to fly, which is two different things. So, um, but when I say I'm doing better is I have it narrowed down to two potential lists, um, which I may talk about in, in, um, well, actually, do you guys want to hear the lists? All right. I'm going to take that as a yes. Let me go ahead and pull up the lists. So let's start with the list that I should probably fly. This is the one that I have the most experience with. Um, This is my good buddy Mitch helped me, uh, or Mitch came up with the list. I just tweaked it slightly. So what we've got is we've got quick draw with Fanatical, Elusive, Fire Control System, Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner, and Afterburners. Kylo Ren and the Silencer with Extreme Maneuvers, Advanced Proton Torpedoes, and Sensor Scramblers. Commander Mallers and the TIE FO with Cluster Missiles and Gideon Hask with Pattern Analyzer, Tactical Officer, and Agent Terex. Now the other list, uh, this list I jokingly call Silence, is Kylo Ren in the Whisper with Enhanced Jamming Suite, Sensor Scramblers, Concussion Missiles, Predator Extreme Maneuvers, Instinctive Aim, Munitions Failsafe, Recoil in the VN Silencer with Predator and Sensor Scramblers, Nightfall in the Whisper with Enhanced Jamming Suite, Sensor Scramblers, Fanatical, and Proton Rockets, and Rush in the Silencer with Lone Wolf, Fanatical, and Sensor Scramblers. And so, really, what it is, um, what I'm nervous about with the first list is I'm constantly screwing up my Malorus play. And so, I'm usually either putting her in a bad spot or forgetting to flip her charge. And. Um, when when that happens, it kind of messes with with me for the the rest of the game. But I love having uh, a heavy hitting Kylo and a heavy hitting quick draw. Um, so that's the list I should probably fly. Now the other one, um, I know how to fly Kylo in the Whisper. I know how to fly Recoil and Rush in the Silencers, and I've flown quite a bit of Nightfall in the Whisper, and I like the uh, extra jamming that I get in that, uh, so action denial um, from, for my opponents lists, um, plus it's a little bit more AC so I can kind of you know, pull ships in and out um, kind of hit and run tactics um, the only thing is, is this second list silence um, really, really really sucks at salvage um because all of these ships want to um boost or barrel roll they want to reposition um and not being able to do that is um uh, very detrimental to that list so um so so there's that but aside from my list in indecision, um what else am i doing to prepare for it well, this is gumming, um, it's preceding a, a work trip for me. So I'll actually be heading up. Um, I'm going to have to get up early that morning because the hotel that I'm staying at is about an hour away from where the event is. So I'm going to have to get up a little bit earlier than normal. So let's talk about what what I'm doing prep wise, and then what I'm gonna do day of and that kind of stuff. So the first thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take both of the lists uh, and I'm gonna build everything, make sure I have all the ship models, make sure I have all the pieces that I need for this, set up and packed with the rest of my stuff um, before I leave the house for this trip. I'll be leaving on Friday heading up. Um, And that's gonna make sure that all the upgrades are there, uh, all the models, all the tokens, everything is there in as small a package as I could possibly get. Um, just because that's going to make it easier. Um, the day before, I'm going to do my my best, so that's going to be Friday. I'm going to be driving most of Friday. Um, so my goal there is to... Now, on Thursday... Sorry, i got to back up for a second. On Thursday, I'm going to fly... Um, both lists at my local game store kind of see which one I've I'm got a better feel for um, Friday I'll be driving up I'm going to be doing my best to eat um, good solid food drink and be hydrated so um, when I wake up early in, on Saturday morning and head out to the fairgrounds um, that I'll have that um, I am Kind of. So this is a detriment. I'm dealing a little bit with uh, uh, excess caffeine intake, so I'm going to try to curtail that a little bit. So I'll I will be having caffeine Saturday morning, but not to the level um, that I normally am. Um, I'm going to be try to balance that with a higher water intake, so that um, hopefully that'll allow me to to have a clear mind. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm very, very nervous. Um, I really, really want to go to worlds and I would love to have an invite. Um, but as we've discussed previously, I am a, uh, mediocre at best 50, 50 player. Um, the last several tournaments that I've done, um, I've been in the negatives um, so a higher loss rate than win rate. Um, I did just do a tournament on Sunday with the first list that I mentioned and, um, what had a positive win rate. So I'm, i was happy about that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Um, my, my prep work is solid. Like I'm not worried about the prep. I'm worried about the actual event. I'm worried about making silly decisions in there. I'm worried about um, getting caught up in the moment. Um, you know, all all that normal stuff. So, so how how am I going to avoid all of that? Well, um, the the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I get a good breakfast, um, and that breakfast is is going to help me keep my wits about me so to speak Uh, I'm gonna have some snacks that I can partake of uh, mid-tournament to kind of help with the the jitters that I get and um, more than anything I'm going to try to keep myself um, making the sound decision whatever the sound decision happens to be in that moment so anyway that's what I'm doing I hope you all found it interesting. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I couldn't do these podcasts or these episodes without the support of my patrons. So if you're a patron, thank you again very much for your support. Um, the new tier still stands. So if you are going to San Francisco and you happen to catch me there, um, depending on what tier you're at, um, depends on what I get you while we're there. Um Please consider, sorry, complete brain fart. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Uh, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. So this week's question is, which first order list do you think I should bring? I mean, I'm probably going to ignore you, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take what you uh, have to say into account. So again, thank you for listening. This is Sailor Joe, signing off.